Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sports. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Agri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else, alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality, and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks, picking it up, let's go. Who the hell is he anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck, humble through opportunities, given despite the fact. That many misjudge him cause he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself, got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach And now it all Get rid of Kansas City's timeout, use the quarterback's legs Who else to run it? But Josh Allen, who's in for the touchdown! Got rare size and speed and ability to throw and his com- competitive nature he holds on to that yep that's a touchdown but to me jim you've got to stop that they've ramped it up by more than double using his legs when seasons on the line they stalled out far too much recently gonna go to kelsey got blockers out there trying to find an opening and a pylon and they say touchdown. Wow, touchdown. What an incredible individual effort by Kelsey. Watch this right here. He's got to navigate. Don't go forward, outside. And he's in right there. Yes. Nobody's better at putting that head down and finishing the play by the goal line. Kelsey's been doing it for years. Sean McDermott, after his one-for-three performance last week, he has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Thrilled Patrick Mahomes on his way to another AFC championship game. I saw you look at the crowd over there at the end of the game. You heard it all week, didn't you? The noise about not having played a true road game and not having played here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, first of all, this is a great environment, man. It really is. Um, but uh, we, I mean, we did hear it all week, man, about playing a road game, and we were, we were here to prove a point, man, and to show that we can play anywhere. And we know we're going to have a heck of a challenge this next week, but our guys are going to get ready to go and uh, go out there and see what we can do. All right, back on the road this week for Kansas City after a huge win in Buffalo yesterday, the fourth of the divisional round games, and so now there are four teams remaining. And the number one seed Ravens and the number one seed San Francisco 49ers both will be hosting this weekend as the Lions stay alive with a win over Tampa Bay in what was a competitive game. And Kansas City, of course, going on the road to take out Buffalo. Same old story, just a different location. As we welcome you in on a Monday, we are going to talk about the Razorback basketball game from over the weekend, both the men and the women. And uh, neither one went particularly well. We've got other items to get to outside of the world of football and basketball, but we welcome you in. Thanks for being with us. If you want to join us today, 661-1037, you can hit us up on our live fan feedback. That's presented by the Gangster Museum of America in Hot Springs. We've got our Southern Structural Solutions text line open at 501-661-1037. And uh, we are going to have a couple of guests on today. Clint Stern is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And we will talk to him about the games this weekend. I guess that's it, actually. Then we got our game balls and jock straps a little bit later on. Um, Clint is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai in Conway. And the game balls and jock straps are always brought to you by a Caddy's Touch Landscape. Uh, all right, so we got uh, one, I guess, number one seed that ended up dominating in the second half. And we've got uh, a number one seed that escaped. Green Bay's clutches, and uh, congratulations to really all the winners this weekend. It was very compelling, and as expected, I guess, um, really, I don't think anybody was surprised by the outcomes, except for a lot of people were probably on Buffalo 
going into the weekend because they were finally at home against Kansas City, but it turns out it didn't matter. Maybe Green Bay. People were a little surprised with the fight that they put up and how good Green Bay looked. Outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, outcomes. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect the Texans to play with you know Baltimore for a half either, and they did, so... I think uh, we can start there. The first one, Baltimore, uh, second half got the ball. Baltimore's defense is so good. They didn't give up a touchdown. You remember the only reason Texans were in that game was because of the punt return. It was, what, 10-3, to 3, I believe, at the time, and they returned the punt for a touchdown, long punt return, made it 10-10 to 10 at the half, and then it was all Ravens. A defensive stout, um, full of pro bowlers, all pro guys, and... People forget about their defense because of Lamar Jackson, because of the way they run the ball, because of their offense. But that defense is awesome. Yeah, anybody, you don't know anything about football if you forget about the Ravens' defense. They're number one in the NFL in scoring defense. I think the thing that people talk about when they say Baltimore Ravens, they say, next, Lamar Jackson. Oh, sure. I'll give you that. But, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a defense that is, yeah, it's the very top. That's what's cool. you got the top two scoring defenses going head-to-head this weekend. Mm. So that's that'll be fun. Jump on the under then, right? <laughs> but I don't know. You got. You also have the two best quarterbacks, maybe in the league too, right? Yes. So, what a matchup! Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised that San Francisco struggled the way they did. And if Debo's not available this week, Ooh, I you got to give you got to give Detroit a puncher's chance, don't no, you? No, yeah. I saw that line, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do here. I got to wait and see what Debo does. I have no idea what this team because they don't look the same without him. No. What's They're, the line? Seven. Yeah. It was right at a, a, a touchdown. I looked at the latest for Oakland. I looked this morning to see if anything had changed on the uh, Chiefs and uh, Ravens game, and it had not. It was still sitting at, at three and a half, uh, but it is at Oakland seven, still yeah. seven. So okay. these came out last night after the two games were completed yesterday, and the lines have not moved. Uh, the over-under, by the way, on the Chiefs-Ravens is 44 and a half. Okay. It's a pretty average number. Kind of, you know, yeah, it is. So, I don't know what to expect. I think I'd take the, de- I want to ride the defenses. I'd probably go under if I was going to do anything. Yeah, I think that's I pretty would low, too. though. 21 17. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'd go over. I don't have to think about it. Under. Anyway, um, 38 points. No, I know, but I'm yeah. saying, like, that's, I'm trying to think, like, do I think they can hold each other to 21 17? I don't know if that's the case. You're right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, in the San Francisco game, if it wasn't for Dre Greenlaw's performance, Ooh. they may not have escaped the Packers. And uh, I still don't know what Love was thinking on the last throw that was intercepted by Greenlaw. It was really the only boneheaded moment I, I can remember seeing him make, I guess, in the entire game. He was so good and steady. Their offensive line was spectacular. And you just could not get pressure on him, even with the, the great defensive line of San Francisco. Now, they'll have more success, I would assume, with all due respect to Ragnar and the boys uh, against the Detroit. Because, I mean, Green Bay's offensive line was just – it was insane. And they were great through the both games. They were remarkable. Mm-hmm. They didn't give up a sack, I don't think, in either game, did no. they? And I said last week, I went back the last six weeks of the season before the Cowboys game, and the thing that startled me was the, the, the lack of sacks that they were giving up. They, the offensive line had been great for mm-hmm. Green Bay. You know, they give up one here, two here, but there wasn't any games where they're giving up four or five sacks, and Love was under duress the entire game. Yeah. They've been doing this for a stretch now. The other one was off a tip ball, right? I think it was a little behind a guy, and he tipped it. Was the other interception the first From one? Greenlaw. Yeah, the first one was not, or the last one rather was just absolutely boneheaded. But anyway, here's how it sounded. Jordan loves about. He's got a chance here to match. Realistically, need at least 25 yards. Love pressure up the middle, runs away, throws across his body, and that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw still up. He needs to get down. Greenlaw still on his feet. He's got to go down. Just go down and the game's over. San Francisco takes over. Uh, That was a nervous moment. Uh, For those of you who, I guess we didn't talk about it much on the air because I think it was just off the air, but Thursday night, Kevin Kelly, we we were in a little text chain with me and him and Wes, and he was sending, you know, talking about Green Bay and how he felt like they had a really legitimate shot to win the game. I'm like, you're crazy. They're not winning this game. They're not going out there and winning. I mean, I'm waiting for Love to start playing like a rookie. Like, he's not going to go out there and play that well again. So, we're going back and forth, and I gave ended up giving Kevin 5-1 to one odds. I'm like, you know what, I'll give you 5-1 to one odds on the, you know on a straight-up victory. So, we bet 50 against 250. And at halftime, I was like, you know what? He's like, he's like, now they can't win. He's like, that's as good as they can play, and they're still down by one. And I go, I'll tell you what. I go, I really don't want your money. I don't care. Let's just, let's just forget it. 
And he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me out. He was baiting me. He absolutely did not want out. He felt very good at halftime. He's so full of crap. But I was like, okay, I'll play this little game. He's like, And then they scored and took the lead. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll let you out for like 175. I'm like, no, I didn't even respond. I just started ignoring him the rest of the way. <laughs> he's like, but it was nervous. You got 60 seconds. And then when Greenlaw's running around, I'm like, are you crazy right now? Take a knee, sir. <laughs> Great play. It was an excellent pick. Mm. You got to get down. I was freaking out. I'm like, if he fumbles... And they were trying to swipe at it. I'm like, if he fumbles, I'm going to flip out. Anyway, he made a great play, and I'm glad that he held on to it. His coach felt the same way. He didn't. He had a lot more than 50 bucks on it, I'm sure. Hey, I can't tell you how awesome Greenlaw is. I love Dre. Uh, there was about three seconds where I didn't. I couldn't. I wanted to run on the field and tackle him myself. I wanted him to get down. Um, but um, it, well, once he did, then I the love came back. He's a hell of a dude and hell of a player, and fortunate to have him on our team. No doubt. My problem, why Why did they call a timeout before that play? Why did they line back up and just run a play quickly? I left the room. After the play, they completed a pass, got the yard, whatever it was. I think a first down, I was like, okay, timeout. I went to the fridge in the garage. And by the time I came back, the kids in the house were yelling, it's over, it's over, intercept. I'm like, what, what happened? Yeah. Where was the timeout? They and a, they just let the clock run, and then it was almost like a hectic thing. Yeah, and but they I still think had cost them. They still had plenty of time. I don't. He did not need to force that throw. Oh no! There was no. so much time left. There were some pretty mind-boggling plays made yesterday and over the weekend. Like yesterday, to me, you know, you had a bunch of those. I mean, the fake punt by Buffalo. I don't Ooh. know what you were thinking there. It didn't end up costing them. I don't remember. I don't think they ended up costing. No, them that was when they fumbled through, through the end zone. zone. Yes. Okay. There you go. So they got away with that one. But the, the decision was insane. I did yeah. not understand the thinking there. Well, the thinking was, and they pointed it out, that they only had 10 guys on the field on defense. And they were had outnumbered them up there up front, 7-5. Mm-hmm. to five. Ah. And they're like, this is a – you see this on the field, you call it, you yeah. go, and you should get the first down. But to give, you know, Kansas City's defense credit, they're the special teams unit. Yeah. They were able to, even though they're outnumbered 7-5, to five, make the play and get the tackle. Yeah. It was surprising. And again, here's the thing. Mahomes obviously played great, but so, you know, Allen played well again. And, and we talked about the numbers before. In the two previous meetings, it was like 750 yards apiece and six touchdowns, no picks against six touchdowns, one pick for Allen. I mean, it's just a great matchup. I hope we see it again at some point in the playoffs. But this was their chance. Even shorthanded defensively, I mean, you only gave up 27. Not to say that Mahomes wouldn't have driven him down there and gotten at least a field goal if they needed it at the end. But. You know, you did enough. You just got to be able to score a little more. I mean, he didn't have 200 yards passing, though. Allen did not have a great day, but he didn't didn't turn it over, and he ran for 70 yards. So, I mean, he did some good things. Yeah. I think it's the throws that he didn't make or the throws he chose not to throw is what's going to haunt him. You know, the other piece of this is you get the missed field goal at the end to seal it, but he also had digs, mm-hmm. and digs had his hands on it. And they said on the broadcast, too, and it's true, I mean, should have had it, and it changed the yep. whole dynamic at the end of the game, potentially. Yep. There were plays that were left out there for Baltimore. And that wasn't on him. For for, uh, for, for the Buffalo. Buffalo. Right. These bees. Yes. Um, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll talk more about it. we got a, quite a bit of reaction. I'm really excited for Detroit, and that's going to be our question of the day now, today, is who are you rooting for? Not who do you think will win. Who are you rooting for the rest of the way? And I will tell you, obviously, I've got a guy that went to my college that's the starting quarterback for San Francisco, but it's hard not to root for Detroit. I honestly don't care who wins the NFC. I can't say that, I guess. Because yeah. I was going to say, if, if, if Baltimore wins, it's going to be hard not to root for Lamar. You know, Lamar is mm-hmm. shutting doubters up week by week, too. So I just hope you get a good game. But, you know, I, I guess if Detroit played... Baltimore, they'd be such a dog, I would probably root for for Detroit. Detroit. And uh, I don't think San Francisco, to your point, you made last week, I don't know if San Francisco could beat Baltimore in a straight-up game again. Well, injuries, it's going to be a key factor, not only Debo, but the offensive line for Detroit. That's the strength of their team. They said during the game they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Well, the left guard went down. Detroit does? Detroit does. And the I left think Green Bay would like to have a word with them. Didn't but, come okay. back. And then the center, Ragnow, got hurt. But he came back. He came back and finished the game. What's his status for this week? You know, we all know how tough he is, and he's going to play. But even if he plays, how effective is he 
with the uh, injuries. He was one of the guys interviewed after the game, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah, you get plenty of Arkansas connections here to root for, for sure. Um, so you're going to have an Arkansas, former Arkansas player in the yeah. Super Bowl either way. I'm trying to so. think. Is there anybody on Baltimore or the Chiefs? No. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay, well, there's your rooting in. There you go. Okay. Uh, I'll, I will vote. I don't know how I'll vote because it's either Detroit or Baltimore. I want to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. Um, Detroit would be a cool story. I love Dan be Campbell. Amazing. Uh, but Baltimore, and like you said, Lamar Jackson, I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah. And I do think they're the best team in the NFL. Sure. And I kind of want them to, because they've had so many, you know, there have been several years now. They've been a very good team, and then Lamar gets hurt and yeah. misses. You know, they got off to that one year. They were they were running away with things, and he got hurt, and they came back to earth and didn't finish the way. I think, yeah, I think I want Baltimore to win. Yeah. It's an interesting matchup too. As pointed out, this is you got the number one former number one pick in golf for Detroit hmm. against the last pick in Purdy at quarterback. So it's that's an intriguing matchup wow. as well. There's a lot of great subset and uh, you know stories to uh, to delve into here. But hopefully we get two good games. I mean the, the games this weekend were you know largely competitive. Tampa had a chance. I mean I thought Mayfield. Oh. You know, it's too bad with the pick at the end, but he gave him a shot. He and he and uh, Evans got together a couple times in that last yeah. the last scoring drive they had. Um, and then they couldn't repeat the feed, but I mean they were right there. That was a good game. Kickers, the yeah. kickers. I mean he, the, you know, Tampa's kicker hit the goalpost from about fifty yards earlier in the game, and that would have changed the dynamic of that game. And then of course the kicker last night for Buffalo. And how about the kicker for Green Bay? He missed a short one that he should have had. That's right. And he's had a rough year apparently. Yeah. I mean Lafleur said. I pray when he goes out there. I'm like, that's a bad position to be in. Yeah, Coach Kelly did this great write-up, you know, of why Green Bay has a chance to beat San Francisco. I mean, it was some great analytical stuff. They did have a great shot, there's he, no doubt. He was talking about the zone play that they run that San Francisco can't defend. Sure enough, they ran outside zone all night long. He talked about their defense and not playing a dime, and that's going to give San Francisco some problems. Sure enough, that's what happened. The only thing he failed to do... Let's take a look at the kicker yeah. and special teams. And that cost them. Jones, 18 for 108. And, yeah, Love played just solid as a rock except for – yeah, the one pick I don't really put on him. It was tip. It was a little behind the guy, but, I mean, that was bad luck for it to be tipped up and picked off. But the other one was just inexcusable. That was a dumb, dumb play. I mean, not to mention, you don't roll all the way to your right full speed and then throw back across the middle of the field. The other part of it was there were three defenders in the area. So it wasn't just Greenlaw. That ball wasn't going to get completed either way. Yeah, his receiver, there were four guys in the area. Yeah, the th- <laughs> There were three guys in front of his receiver. Yeah. If Greenlaw doesn't catch it, someone else does. Probably so. At least it gets knocked down. A couple quick calls and we'll take a break. Uh, Clint Sterner's coming up. We'll talk a little more NFL with him. By the way, we haven't really talked about it. The Razorbacks lost over the weekend. We, uh, For those of you who are 100% buying in after the A&M game, there was a little fool's gold there probably. As we said the next morning, though, look, it was a fun game. It was great to celebrate it. I'm glad they won. I'm glad Mark hit the last shot. But we cannot ignore in victory what we would not in defeat. And there were a lot of things that were still problematic. They still don't rebound well. They still don't defend well enough. And all those things came to fruition again on Saturday. Not sh- not shocking, right? Well, they rebounded well. They they got more second, 15-4, to four, I believe, second-chance points. That was a huge step for Arkansas to win. Um, I thought they got out-rebounded. Well, they got out-rebounded because they missed like 30 shots. They got rebounded by a dozen. Yeah. They had eight offensive rebounds, and so did South Carolina. 15-4, to four, though. In Second-chance points. points. Well, that's but that's not the rebounding. That's, that's well, being my effect- point is South Carolina is like A&M. They pound the glass, and they, make, they get a lot of second-chance points. They didn't get a lot of second-chance points, A, because they made their shots. They shot the ball so well. Yeah. But, B, Arkansas did a better job on the defensive glass this game. Yeah. You get out rebounded by a dozen. Sorry, I'm not celebrating that. It's still an issue. And it's going to be an issue. Got to make shots. Yeah. Well, and there aren't so many defensive rebounds. They're not a good offensive team. They're and that's bad. not going to change anytime soon either. And it's not going to get better against Ole Miss this week. They shot 37% from the floor. 37%. Mm-hmm. And they had looks. They started off the game with open looks and missed everything. And yeah. once again, dig a big hole. Crowd was dead. It was just it was what we've been seeing time and time again. Offense isn't good. Defense isn't good at all either. Can you explain to me why game day is going there this week? Because it's a great environment at Bud Walton Arena, and Kentucky's there. Mm. 
And Arkansas was just coming off of a big win over A&M, and I'm sure they're thinking, hey, take care of business here. Maybe they go to Ole Miss. they got a three-game winning streak coming uh, with Kentucky coming into town. <sighs> Remember, that's what Devo told us Friday. He's like, I know what we got. We got a home game, then we go on the road against Ole Miss, and we need to come back home and play Kentucky on a three-game win streak. I like to be negative, but I, w- I wasn't buying it in the first place. But um, I- I'm not. Were you shocked by what happened Saturday? Oh, no. We talked before the game, a bunch of guys, and I was like, I won't be surprised if they lose by 10 yeah. or if they win by 20. Sure. I do not I, I do not have a pulse on this team. Well, the team doesn't have a pulse your, most of the time either. Are dead now? Or what? My hope's, hope's dead. Like, Man, they're hanging. Your optimism gone? They're hanging. It's hanging by a thread. It really is. The only hope I have is past history. What I see with my eyes is now what Justin's been seeing for a couple weeks. It doesn't look good at all. I don't know how they get it turned around. Stan, what's up? Yes, sir. How you doing, my friend? We're good, buddy. What's up? All right. What's up, Wes? Hey, Stan. Hey, man, look here. I'm going to tell you all this and I'm going to let you all go. About that basketball team. Hey, muscle. Hey, man, look here. Nolan Richards ain't walking through that door. And uh, you don't get that defense, man. Bring that party minutes of hell. Y'all ain't going to make it. Y'all have a good day. That was awesome, Cole. It's a way to start out the Monday. JW? Oh, man, I'm cool with this today. I've been giving up on this team. Uh, Wes, <laughs> you need to take a long break and reset your brain, man. Just, It's not happening. I know you're trying to look for good spots. It just ain't happening. You need to come to terms with it. My, what I'm calling for today is, after the game, I couldn't remember if it was ESPN or uh, FCC Network, but they were showing highlights of college basketball. And they made a pretty good statement that it's been overshadowed because we have gone to the 16 and Elite Eight and stuff. Do you know what Musselman's record in the past couple of years in the SEC? Apparently, we look at SEC wins in football a lot different than we do basketball. Mm-hmm. Because is it does he does he have a losing record and is trending to be losing in the SEC more? I haven't really looked at it, but they made a comment about that. I guess it'd be so, nine and they went eight and ten last year in the SEC, and they're one and four now. So that would be nine and twelve in his last twenty-one SEC games. So is it different that we look at it differently in football and basketball because we play more games? Because well, if it was yeah. Pittman, we'd be all over it. Yeah, yeah because like what they do in the SEC do. doesn't really – I mean, it's not in it, college basketball. It's all about what you do in the NCAA tournament. I mean, how many SEC championships does Arkansas have in basketball? But how many do we have all together? Right. I, I, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like baseball. How many SEC championships do they have in baseball? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's well, what you do in Omaha. That's less important than basketball. But what I'm saying but, is the yeah. trending of going down is not trending up or getting better. And the thing I noticed in the games the past few years that's been kicking our butt. He's 42. Hang guy. on. He's 42 and 34 in SEC play. Okay. So I was but he was 8 and 10 last year. trending down for the last few years of winning in the SEC. So One year. Or is one year. It's not a trend. One year's not a JW, one, one year's not a trend. Well, he's saying they had a losing record last year, and they're about to have another losing record this year. So okay. that's two years. All right. So let me get off here and ask you this. Is this Musselman's type team, these little skinny guys that have no umph in them? Because we're getting beat by no size. We have no big man. We we don't have that threat at all. Mitchell is not that threat. So is this just Musselman style skinny fast guys? Because it's not going to work. Because if you notice, the guys that are beating us, they got some big boys. Look at Auburn. That dude was all over. Nobody could stop that tank. Well, well we got to catch up, guys. Yeah. And I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, big guards he likes, we know. Uh, I guess I never thought about girth too much. But, yeah, I mean, they they definitely missed on somebody they wanted in, in the post, I would assume. I can't imagine he's like, well, this is going to be our team. Also, maybe expected Brazil, even though he's not girthy, to be more impactful yeah. around the rim. Well, you remember they went after the guy who ended up going to Kansas. Dickinson, Dickinson yeah. They missed on the guy who ended up going to Auburn, big guy. They missed on uh, Ron Holland, big yeah. wing. Six eight. The North Dakota State kid is he is he an inside outside guy? Yeah. yeah, he's at Alabama. He's Nelson. Doing all right. What is he about six ten? He's like six eleven. Yeah. yeah, basically Brazil. No, he's better than Brazil. He's yeah. playing better than Brazil. Yeah, he right is now. playing better. Than well, Brazil. He, he plays. They're similar. similar he utilizes size better. Let's say that. Yeah. Brazil, Brazil had two points. Better. 
One bucket. He struggled. One for three. He had one bucket the game before, too. He had one field goal the game before. Yeah, I meant to look. I was doing a radio, another radio show uh, before this morning, and I don't know the last time he had an offensive rebound. Had zero this week. Zero against A&M. I got to look that up. Yeah. Musselman's style is to muck it up, score, do just enough on offense. It's not pretty, always. But the defense will bail you out. And this year, the defense isn't bailing you out. True. And they let them play Saturday, and that hurt Arkansas. Arkansas needs to have that game where you're going to the free, free throw, throw line, line 30 yeah. times. That's his style. They, they let them play. This is the worst offense and the worst defense he's ever had since he's been there, and it's not he's really that close to me. Far. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's not a recipe for winning much. No. Okay. Yeah, I was asked what's wrong with the team. They're not good offensively, and they're not good defensively. That's a bad combination. <laughs> Right now at Fort Thompson's, Grand Refuse 3.0 Waiter, $239.99. Avery Breathable WC Waiter, $239.99. Federal Blue Box 12 Gaze 3 Inch Number 2's, $149.99. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. <laughs> 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. This is Sports Center. Big weekend of NFL playoffs in the books on Saturday. It was the number one seed taking care of business. The Baltimore Ravens outscore the Houston Texans 24-0 in the second half of their game to win 34-10. The 49ers get a game-winning drive from Brock Purdy to get a win over the Packers 24-21. Then on Sunday, the Lions beat the Buccaneers 31-23, so it'll be Lions and 49ers in the NFC Championship game. And the Chiefs get a win over the Bills 27-24 after a wayward field goal attempt by Tyler Bass. That means it'll be Chiefs and Ravens in the AFC Championship game. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. What do Little Rock Baseball and Buzz legend Randy Rainwater have in common? Randy's a Little Rock Baseball alum, and he'll be the special guest at their first pitch banquet presented by Thompson Electric. First pitch banquet will be Friday, February 2nd at 6 o'clock at the Jack Stevens Center. Single tickets are $50, and corporate tables are available for $600. The banquet will include a barbecue meal, a silent auction, and an opportunity to hear from the team and RR himself. Call 501-916-6858. You want to hit? Don't miss the opportunity to get the baseball season started with UA Little Rock Baseball and our own Randy Rainwater. You're back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan. <laughs> what do they say now here? Woo, pigs. Now, let's root for those hogs and stay tuned yeah, to the zone. She slammed that door. She broke my heart. That girl so got out of town fast. She bounced, so I bounced in here trying to bounce back. Oh, I know I probably ought to throw a couple prayers up to the man upstairs. Oh, instead of watching this bottle that was filled up, just disappear. Sitting 
coming from behind the bar Hoping there's a U-turn in your car Don't know why I do, cause it never comes through Hey baby, what's it gonna say From my head to unheard and my heart to unbreak Riding on the lightning in this car Sitting here wishing on a neon star hey Girl, it happens every damn time You pour it on strong and before Turner, play action, looking, pump, throws down the middle Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, hot. Emmanuel Swift takes a tackle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver, it's Cobb. Towards the end zone, touchdown! All right, let's do it. Clint Sterner standing by. What do you say there, boss? How are you? Man, I, I'm good, fellas. Uh, I'm, I, that, that audio ages a lot better than uh, than the video of, of some of those plays, man. So I, I appreciate it, though. Always good to hear those highlights and be on with you, fellas, man. I tell you what, I'm glad my I'm glad I didn't bet this week. Woo! Boy, that would have been that have been tough sledding for you, boy. Yeah, I uh, I like the Niners and the Packers made them work real hard, and they certainly didn't get close to covering the. Uh, you, you were not going to ride the Ravens, I assume, being a Texans guy. And at the half, it looked like that game was going to go down to the wire. But obviously, uh, whatever Lamar said, and apparently he said he used a few choice adult words in the locker room at halftime to get him sort of wound up. But he gave credit to the Texans too. Uh, but they were a different team in the second half. Yeah, look, man. When you when you look at at you know what up against it to start with, it was an extremely steep climb, man. Um, I mean, there, there was they, they were going to have to play again a, a very clean and efficient game, and and they set a they set a playoff record for the Texans organization from a penalty standpoint. So that that was whether you're looking at it as missed opportunities uh, in the first half, or you're looking at just digging a, a hole that was, was impossible to get out in the second half. That that was the number one problem. I, I think number two, you look at it and, and time to time this year, just how much how much speed and and twitch and explosion this really the team, but but the offense is missing, uh, and it, it was it was a major issue against that that uh, Baltimore defense, which is boy they as a group collectively as a group, man they are they are fast violent and uh they are fun to watch so so yeah it was a i thought the Texans would stay within 10 10 and a half but it didn't happen yeah well you know again the two young quarterbacks i thought acquitted themselves nicely there were some people sort of waiting for the other shooter drop i know i was with love and it didn't happen i mean outside of one throw he played extremely steady like a veteran and we saw stroud do that through his two games in the playoffs as well were you pleased overall with his performance and you still feel good about uh everything sort of going into next season Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, with Stroud, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it was a, a, a going to end up being a positive that they ended uh, the way that they did because I mean, it, it, you know, there was some, there was some maybe some false belief there that they didn't need to go get another receiver; they could just get healthy. That you know, you didn't need a show stopping or a, a game changing running back. Well, you do, and and so it, it may end up being a positive uh, that they that they got beat like that. But but the, as far as CJ goes, absolutely. I mean, you are, if you're not happy with, or really to be honest with you, if you're not blown away with what CJ was able to do as, as a rookie in this league, then, uh, then I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, the one thing that is for sure, the Texans have their head coach and they have their quarterback in place. And, and that right there is, is the biggest hurdle to get over in terms of building a, a, uh, you know, a franchise that can live in the playoffs and, and maybe one day get you a Super Bowl. That AFC Championship game, as a former quarterback, you got to love this matchup of two great quarterbacks going at each other. Yeah, well, I mean, hell, you you look at that that uh, Kansas City Buffalo game. I mean, that is that is made for TV. That right there is is as, as beautiful as you're going to get with Josh Allen. Uh, I know we we because he can't get over the hurdle of Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. I mean, all we want to do is just literally hammer the guy uh, as if as if he isn't one of one of the, the best the best in the game um we want to pick his game apart and talk about how he's too aggressive which there's some truth to that but but uh, at the end of the day if, if he were in the nfc man he, he would he would live in the super bowl and, and and it would be a different story the problem is before he gets there every year he runs into into, into damn pat mahomes and 
And, and again, I mean, I, I, I doubt Kansas City once again this year. I doubted them last year because of all the talent they lost and what appeared to be no speed, no explosion, no twitch offensively. And they go out there and get it done. And, and then, you know, I mean, that, it looked like to me, and, I, and look, I, I was putting babies to bed and doing all that job, so I didn't watch every single down. But it, it's, it's almost, you watch that game, and, and you, you, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, they're still not clicking. It still doesn't seem to be, they, they seem to be frustrated at times. Uh, they seem to be struggling at times. But you look up, and, and, and they're, they're winning the ball game. They're not playing their best football, and they're, and they're up, and they're not playing their best football. And if they don't fumble a ball through the end zone, um, you know, it's a double-digit lead. And, and so, um, man, it's impressive what Kansas City is able to do in terms of overcoming what they've lost and, and continuing to, to, to just to win, man, and, and win in the biggest moment. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Clint. We talked a lot about the Cowboys when, we, when you were on last week and where do they go from here. And they have been good, just not good enough. And at a little further down the road point here, the Bills are in the same boat. I mean, we've seen this song and dance a few years in a row now. They're really good. They're just not quite good enough. And Wes and I were talking earlier about the injury issues, which you can't predict. But what do you think the Bills do from here to try to get over the hump at some point? Man, you know, I, I don't know because, like what I just said, is, is I mean, how much of that do you chalk up that it, it, they keep getting hit with that Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid buzzsaw, you know? I mean, and, and, I, and I know that's no excuse, but, but it, as it pertains to the conversation we're having right now, like what do you do if you're Buffalo? Do you make, do you make sweeping changes um, or do, do, you, do you keep on keeping on and, and just next time you bump up against them, you win? Because it's not like they're going out there and, and flat out not performing well. Um, they're, again, they're just, they're just hitting that buzzsaw, man. Um, and and they've been they've been great in some of the games where they've they've lost in the playoffs and so it's it, you know I don't not being in the building Justin I I don't know is there like how much truth is to the the rift between the the quarterback and Diggs Josh Allen and Diggs and Diggs and the head coach and you know how much of a problem is Diggs and, and you know all those kind of things like I, if those things in house are disruptive and distracting and if they're a, a, a constant headache to deal with then maybe they do need to make some changes but as we watch it man it, it's um it, it would be hard for me to stray too far from what you've been doing because man you're, you're literally pat mahomes and andy Reid away from being being in a couple of super bowls clinton who was the best quarterback this weekend in your opinion who played the best for what his team needed Oh wow, man! That's um, you, you had obviously some great spurts um, from from guys, but I mean, and I hadn't even looked at all the box scores yet to be completely honest with you and, and dig into it. But um, is Jared Goff the guy? That's actually that's where I was going. I was actually yeah. going that way, and I don't know that a lot of people would have picked him first. There were, I mean, look, Mayfield had a solid game. He had that pick late, but he had a solid game and a loss. Yeah, Lamar I mean, was very solid. He, but he didn't throw for much. Oh. He actually was out throw, out passing the game by Stroud. He ran well, yeah. uh, ran for a couple of touchdowns. But you know, I, yeah, I think overall, I thought Goff was the guy that came to mind for me when I looked through the numbers. Well, and, and when you when you look at that game too, man, and, and, and you know the Jared Goff, with the exception of Pat Mahomes, obviously, because I, I really don't think a lot of this stuff applies to Pat. Whether whether he's got a clean pocket or he's having to run for his life. I mean, that guy just, they just go out there and get it done. So with the exception of that, you know, there was, there was, there was a lot of ugly offensive football this weekend. I mean, you look at for his life game, Purdy struggled until late. Um, you just mentioned the two guys in, in Mayfield and, and golf that, that played well. Stroud was absolutely over, not him, but the offense was absolutely overwhelmed. Lamar Jackson, you know, it, it, and, the problem with Lamar when you talk about quarterback play is it's just so much of it is off schedule, off platform for me that, that it, it, you start kind of taking that out of the equation, engaging the actual quarterback play. And, and it was, it was average at best. I mean, he did some good things. And once they, once they got into the second half, they just obliterated the 17, 10 ball game in the third quarter. And then they just leaned on them and, and, and ran the football at will, and it was over. So, how really, how well did Lamar play, with the exception of a couple of big scrambles? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you don't chalk this one up uh, to to uh, to Jared Goff 
Um, I, mean, I guess Pat's always in that conversation because it's Pat, but I, I would give it to Jared Goff. All right, very good. Talking to Clint Sterner again on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Uh, let me ask you about Purdy, and you mentioned it. I mean, the drive at the end will shut a few people up, but he did not have a great overall game, and there were people who were doubting him in a big way, even though he threw for 4,000 yards this year. You know, And then on the other side, you got Lamar, who hasn't been deep in the playoffs yet, and admittedly, a little different team now. He's got the number one scoring defense, which helps, and he does what he does, and he's been healthy. But um, let me start with Purdy, and then and I want to get your thoughts on, on Lamar, too, about shutting up critics and uh, what your thoughts are, I guess, as they head into their championship games, respectively. Well, I mean, he's just got to win. I mean, because there's no, you know, there, there's games, there's games throughout a season for every quarterback where it's it's muddy, it's ugly, and then all of a sudden, boy, you 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 got one drive to win it all, and you go do it. You know, that's that's ultimately been the problem in San Francisco. While Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a Super Bowl, is he didn't have a guy that could that, that could weather that storm and then play play big at the in, in the biggest moment in the biggest game. And so, uh, to, to me. Purdy's just got to win. I mean, because you, you, you look at, I mean, hell, like I said, it was ugly with the exception of some scrambles. It was ugly for three quarters, really well, for two quarters, for damn sure, for Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, it, it was ugly uh, for a lot of guys this weekend, but for whatever reason, Brock Purdy, because he wasn't a first-round pick and he's not 6'5", and he doesn't have an absolute cannon, I mean, people want to take shots at him. So, um, you know, the, the reality of it is you just go, go win it all, and and it's the only way to shut the critics up. I mean, there's no throw he's going to make, there's no run he's going to make um, that all of a sudden is is going to put him in a in a conversation with the greatest ones, right? I mean, even if he goes out and throws for 300 yards, we're still going to say, well, it's Kyle Shanahan that's that offense, boy. They're rocking and rolling. So he's just got to go out and win the big one. And ultimately, championships, uh, you know, they trump anything any any conversation you have. And it'll it'll be all all said and done. Yeah, we'll know more by Friday about Debo Samuel's status, but certainly I think his status and availability is going to be uh, going to change some yep. people's thinking about what's going to happen on on uh, Sunday with the matchup with the Lions. Before we let you go, the question of the day today is not who do you think will win, but who do you want to win? Now that your team's out, and we can say that for all of us as well, um, who do you want to see win the whole thing? What's the best story? I would like to see Detroit win it all. I, I would like to see. I'd look. I, I, I crossed paths in Dallas with Dan Campbell, um, so I so I know him a, a bit, and and I'm I'm a big fan of of him personally. I'm a big fan of how he goes about leading and and uh, you know being so so unapologetic unapologetically authentic. I absolutely love that about him, and 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 there there's definitely a, a good old country boy vibe to him in a world that that. Uh, you know, it's changing as, as quickly as we possibly can in terms of being the head coaches in, in, in the NFL in the game at that level. And, and so I, I would just love to see, and I'd like to see Big Frank Ragnow get him one. Um, but I, I'd like to see, I think Detroit probably for me would be the, the, the best story that I would that I would get the most, uh, the most out of. I will be surprised that that is not the answer of our listeners as well. That was my pick for sure. And... Uh... I hope it works out. I really do. That'd be it's a great story. Even if they can just get to the Super Bowl, which they've never done as an organization, it would be a, a great story this year. It's gonna be a tall order getting over on either one of those AFC teams, but it would be a cool story to see it all come to fruition for sure. Clint, we'll talk to you Friday. We'll know a little more. We'll get your thoughts on the games, get your breakdown of the matchups, and uh, look forward to it. All right, boys, y'all be good and go home. All right, Clint Sterner. We're back to wrap up the hour after this. thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite however you like it racing season is off and running at oaklawn with live races every weekend through may 4th it's fun by the furlong all season long make your reservations today at oaklawn.com what's your oaklawn gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. I know when we can finally catch them Duke boys. <laughs> I love it. You got a new speed trap, Roscoe? No, boss. They'll be listening to Guatney Unplugged on Saturday at 9 a.m. on the bus. I'm going to cuff them and stuff them. <laughs> 
Thank you. I love it. I love it. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kid Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance, so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agents Chad Kesterson in Arkadelphia, Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, or Blake Jumper in Benton. The team at Middleton Heat and Air has been voted Arkansas's best of the best in HVAC 25 years running, and we want you to join our team. If you're an experienced residential or commercial HVAC installer or technician, there's a place for you at Middleton. Stop by our hiring event at 22039 Interstate 30 in Bryant on Saturday, January 27th from 8 to 2, an interview with one of our commercial or residential managers. Call us now at 501-847-0371 to learn more. Welcome back to The Zone. Did we say something stupid or wrong? Uh, it is Stevie Wonder's birthday. The Jamie Foxx movie was awesome. The Jamie Foxx movie. We, we played Ray Charles. Let us know by hitting us up through live fan feedback or on the text line. Now, back to the mostly correct Zone. Here's a world within itself. There's a language we all Slipping, sliding, hydroplaning, snow or trouble, maybe you need new tires. If you need new tires, Big O Tires is a good deal right now. $100 off select set of Big O Tires. Great selection of tires at Big O Tires. They have all the name brand tires. Plus, of course, they have the Big O Tire. You can always go to the website, bigotires.com slash deals to see the monthly deals. And they do more than just tires. They'll work on your car. Something as simple as an oil change, they can do that. They do a lot at Big O Tires. Cabot and Conway. Conway, they're on Hark Rider, and Cabot is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go check out our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. Question of the day, who are you rooting for, not who do you think will win in the playoffs? 66% of the early voters on Twitter, at 1037thebuzz, or you can get it on our individual Twitters, at Wes underscore Moore, at Weaver 1037 at JustinAkery7. 66% are rooting for the Lions. Followed by the Chiefs, not surprising from a geography standpoint. Ravens and Niners bringing up the rear at 8% apiece. So Everyone that's neutral and is not a fan of any team in here wants Lions Ravens, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Unless you love the Brock Purdy story as Mr. Irrelevant. Well, okay, take it easy over there. But a lot of people probably don't care. You're right. And the Niners have been there, done that. The Ravens have won before. So, I mean, that may take a little bit away from people. Mm-hmm. The Lions have never even been there. They've never even been to a Super Bowl, let alone won one. So. They're easy to root for. Yeah. They're the underdog. Well, and Dan Campbell's an easy guy to root yes. for. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But then you throw in some of the connections, like yeah. Frank Ragnow. And? Yeah, Skipper. Dan Skipper. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, loud applause when uh, they checked in and they announced it over the mic that uh, so-and-so was eligible? Oh. Yeah. That's funny. They still haven't forgotten that. Um Don says on our live fan feedback brought to you by the Gangster Museum of America, I wonder how close Bobby P. has stayed to Lamar. Wouldn't be a bad look to have your OC hanging out at the Super Bowl with an NFL MVP. I can't argue to the contrary, but I don't know what his relationship is like with his former players. We'd have to talk to some of them, I guess. I'm not not sure what their, their relationship is like. From the 253, Washington State, 
Haven't we started SEC play? Talk about Razorback basketball. One and five and one and four the last two seasons ended up in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. Yeah, that is true. Well, they started one and five last year, and they were 0 and three in 2022. They were two and four the year before that. So yes, they have gotten off to slow starts in the past couple of years. And like I said, that's the only thing. That's the only reason. I have still a little hope, and it, that hope is hanging by a thread. The problem is is not just that they are losing. They're not. It's not just that the records are similar. It's how they're playing and how they're losing, and they're not even competitive in a lot of these games, or some of the games. Really? I mean, they, they didn't get beat by 30 at home by anybody last year. And I'm not saying that Ever. means everything. We also think Auburn might be a Final Four team, but you... Well, they're at least a, a deep tournament team, right, potentially? I don't know about Final Four. Maybe I'm overstating it. But my point is... It's from what we have seen. It's not just the record. There's more to it than that. It's the way they're playing. It's the way they're getting beat. And the fact that they're not defending at all, which always gives you a chance, which they're not doing. You know, in years past, there's some kind of move that he's made. I think of Trey Wade that one year. You know, he just all of a sudden put Wade in the lineup. And, dude, he was that defensive guy. And he was the guy that moved the ball. He was scrappy. And that kind of changed the team. Who, who would be that move? What is the move this year that could turn everything around? You know, I still go back offensively. I, I gotta think there's a place for Caleb Battle on this team. That he is just too too good of an offensive player to be sitting on the bench when you're you're shooting 37 percent from the floor and 28 percent from the three point line, and you only manage 64 points at home. I gotta think there's some offense over there that can help, and maybe you have to lim- live with his yeah. defensive liability to get some kind of scoring punch on the floor besides just Tremont Mark. You're at the point where the defense is just—it's just bad. A lost cause, yeah, you would say. Yeah, a lost cause. Just put your offensive players players out there and see what they can do. Although we may not have very many offensive players because we're not good at offense either. It's a pickle. Good news is we can spend a whole other segment talking about it. If you want to weigh in, feel free. You hit us up on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. I'm sure there's a few on there now. We'll get to that. Uh, more on our live fan feedback, and you can call us at 661-1037. Red White Report is coming up. Game balls and jock straps at the bottom of the next hour. And there were a lot of things that happened over the weekend that we need to uh, chat about. Tons of entertainment news today, too. So plenty ahead. Stick around. It's 1058, and you're in the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. 